Week four NFL instant reaction. We are here. Here, and for those of you that are commenting, we here. I bet Drew is on a shitter again. You're right. That's why we was late today. That is so damn funny, man. I saw that and I cackled. I'm glad you all picked it up too. But yeah, that is 100% why we were late. Week four NFL recap. The three games we're going to talk about on this show are the Jets Chiefs Sunday Night Football recap, the Dolphins Bills, the Bengals Titans. And if you guys want to sprinkle in something else that you guys saw in week four that you liked, didn't like, we could talk about it too. But let's get into the Jets and Chiefs. Chiefs uh, win 23 to 20. Joel? Yes. In the comments, they're saying, how about them Bengals? You might want to talk about that later down the road. Did you not hear me, Riv? I said the three topics we're going to talk about is one of them One of them are the Bengals. He wasn't listening. I wasn't yeah, listening he, at he all. He was not listening. No. He was reading the comments. Jets and Chiefs. Dells. As my brother Jets fan, tell me what you thought about this game. I, I, my eyes, I couldn't believe what my eyes were telling me. That's what I saw from this game. Zach Wilson, we just witnessed Zach Wilson's best career game. It, it was something that I did not think Zach Wilson had in him. I did not think he was able to do this. I did not think he was able to play at this level of quarterback. And we shit on Zach Wilson a ton. I have shit on Zach Wilson a ton. So I need to give him every ounce of credit he had against his Kansas City Chiefs game. You go down 17-0 off rip. It's a blink of an eye. It's 17-0. And I'm sitting here thinking, are we going to be the next team to let up 70 points? Because we couldn't stop shit. We could not stop the run game. Patrick Mahomes was doing whatever they want. They were going up and down the field. Offense goes three and out. And Zach Wilson looked like the guy coming out of BYU that was the number two overall pick. He had confidence. He was throwing to anticipation. He was trusting what he was seeing. He was sitting in the pocket. He wasn't rolling out early. He was stepping up in the pocket. Almost all of the problems that we talk about Zach Wilson having, it felt like overnight it just flipped, and he was good again. Well, maybe not again, but he was great for this game. Not only was Zach Wilson great, Nathaniel Hackett, my God, Nathaniel Hackett, had one of the best games I've seen from an offensive play caller in probably the last three or four seasons from the Jets. Same thing with Zach Wilson. All of the shit we talked from about the Patriots game, about the Cowboys game, even the Bills game to an extent, where it's run on first down, run on second down, third and eight. All right, Zach, get a first down. It's not going to work. That's just not going to continue. You're not going to be able to continuously pick up first downs and extend drives like that. But this game, coming out, play action. Rolling out of the pocket, first down passing, second down passing, not giving the ball to Dalvin Cook 30 times during the game. He averages two yards a carry. Nathaniel Hackett had an amazing game. I love to see Jeremy Rucker get involved. Um, I think he's someone that, as the year goes on, is going to get more and more involved in this game plan. We saw Xavier Gibson get some touches. Some things that they were talking about doing that they didn't do, we saw it in this game. And it's almost the complete opposite from week one where it felt like you won the battle but lost the war. This game feels like you lost the battle, you lost the game. But if Zach Wilson, I'm not expecting this every game, but if Zach Wilson could give me 70% of this, this is all we need. I do not need Zach Wilson to outperform Patrick Mahomes every game, but I can't have him going throwing three interceptions against Dallas or, or having a game like New England where he's scared to throw the ball. Zach Wilson looked phenomenal. This Jets offense looked great. They lost the game, but you got Denver coming up next week, Philly after that. All we said was if you get past these first six weeks and not be completely in the hole, we're probably still looking at two and four, but the schedule lightens up considerably after the bye. So as long as you're not one and five, oh, and six, 
this Jets team has a chance in the second half to rattle off some wins and make a playoff push. Ooh. The Jets got a chance to make the playoffs, Dales. The world showcased. The world was showcased tonight <laughs> how elite the, this Jets defense is. We contained Mahomes, got constant pressure on Patrick Mahomes. We forced him into two interceptions. Could have been four because C.J. Mosley dropped one. And then the last drive of the game when we got an interception, they called it back because it was defensive holding on Sauce Gardner. And it was a BS call. Even if you think it was a hold on Sauce at that point in the game, I now empathize with Eagles fans in the Super Bowl. That was ridiculous. That was a ridiculous holding call. But nonetheless, the story about this game was Mr. Zachary Wilson. It doesn't take much for me to be impressed with Zach Wilson. If he's smart, I think it'll smell good. Zach Wilson is somebody what? that tonight versus the Chiefs <laughs> played so great. 245 yards, 74% completion percentage, 102 passer rating, two touchdowns. The second touchdown when he threw it to Conklin, the two-point – I mean, when he threw it to Azama, the two-point conversion, the heart, the audacity, him getting into the end zone, converting that two-point conversion – it's a shame it ended on that bobbled snap that he had. That was the last that was the last Jets offensive drive of the game. But Zach Wilson showcased to me that he's getting better. Last week versus the Patriots, he had zero interceptions. In previous matchups against them, those have been his worst games of the season. And he follows up that performance by playing the game of his life on primetime in front of the entire world against the Kansas City Chiefs, who I admire and respect their defense greatly. We're talking about a Zach Wilson who next week could get up to the Denver Broncos in mile high. He could torch that defense, boost that confidence. And if Zach Wilson has a confidence, our defense is playing lights out, Hack is calling good plays, we're going to be a team in the hunt for the NFL playoffs. And I'm just so damn happy for Zach Wilson, man. Zach Wilson had the game of his life. Riv, do you want to go, bro? Or uh yeah, sure, I'll go, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we talk about Zach Wilson probably 50 times, and this is probably the first time in a long time. It's been positive. And I think that's good. Like I haven't heard Dell say anything positive about Zach Wilson in such a long time. Um, he just to me, he looked more relaxed, man. He looked the fluidity was there. The pocket presence was there. He was going through his progressions faster than we've ever seen him do it. He just looked so much better and comfortable. And that's something you want to see in a guy who's probably going to start for the rest of the season. Um, the defense was able to play great. You know, after that first quarter, they tightened up. They got pressure on Mahomes. You know, the secondary was great. The linebackers was great. Mahomes also, on the other end, he didn't look too well. You know, he made some bad decisions in the game. You know, they had a couple turnover-worthy plays. The offense looked a mess. Pacheco was great, though, so you got to give that love to Pacheco. He was probably one of the reasons they got this W. But um, the Jets was in this game. You know, we all expected, you know, I remember we all expected this to be a blowout, you know, but the Jets fought back after the first uh, first quarter, had some adversity, got back in the game. And I guess the question or the, the, the thought process in Jets fans is, okay, you showed us this against the Jets. You haven't showed this all year. Can you keep it up? You know, is this a consistent thing? Do you have the, do you have this in your bag? Can you pull this out the two and have this for the rest of the season? That's what you need because, like you mentioned, you're not all the way out the playoff hunt because it's no, it's still really early. You know, you still have an opportunity to grab hold of it. And with the way the you know the AFC is looking, you know, you can still rattle off a seventh seed, a sixth seed. But is Zach Wilson going to play this great? Is he going to even play good? Is he going to even be a game manager? And that's all you ask from Zach Wilson at this point. Because we've mentioned time and time again in the summer, 
This is a championship defense. This is a defense that can win you some games, keep you in games, keep you extremely close. And all Zach has to do is make a couple plays here and there. But shout out to Zach. You know, he played a great game Sunday night. The lights were bright. Taylor Swift was at the game. So, you know, everybody in the world was watching the game. And he chose today to be like, nah, I'm fucking here. And I'm one of them ones. So shout out to Zach. Shout out to the Jets. You know, we got to praise the almost W. And, of course, shout out to the Chiefs because they still managed to get that win in an ugly, ugly game for them. If you would have told me before this game started that Zach Wilson would throw the ball 39 times and this would be a three-point game, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe you because the script was there in terms of we knew what the Chiefs wanted the Jets to do, force them to throw the football. And that's exactly what the Jets were were committed to doing around the the the, the halfway point of the second quarter, and of course, the the third quarter until until that uh, that last series where Zach unfortunately fumbled but there were moments while I'm watching this game and I'm truly I'm truly amazed of what I was watching I watched someone who in the first couple of drives looked anxious looked nervous looked indecisive to now suddenly there's confidence behind these throws. He 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 suddenly feels that that you see the chest kind of come aura, up. Bro. That is essentially what it was. It was aura. just something around the jet sideline. The spirits were up, and Zach Wilson delivered great ball after great ball. That that drive where he went 75 yards, five completions, five passes for 75 yards. Almost every single throw was one that I kind of was in disbelief. Was this the Zach Wilson that we had known that we have seen week after week after week? I was so confident that the Jets were going to lose this game by by two touchdowns. I put a good amount of money that they would lose. And at a point, I was happy that this was a good game because I was watching a guy who had gotten beaten and battered week after week by not just the players, but of course, media. Finally, be the guy that there was expectation for that. That finally, that that he could kind of fill those shoes of how he was selected for. I saw a flash of that, but again, a loss is a loss. And unfortunately, if you're a Jets fan, you you take some positives from this, but understand it, it's it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, you did almost come away with this, but at the end, of course, you fumble the football. That's back to Zach being Zach, and it's unfortunate. But it was great to see the players on the sideline lift his spirits up, understand that he had done so much great in the game that you can't look at one strong negative and really allow it to impact your view of how Zach Wilson played this game. Yet the comments are going to joke at you guys saying this was a career game, but in reality, it was against one of the best teams in the National Football League. You did lose, but there are some positives to take away. And people are going to clown the Jets, too, starting this year one and three. You look at their next five games, fellas. They've got the Broncos, the Eagles secondary, which obviously they trounced the Patriots, but we've seen some limitations there. The Giants, Chargers, and Raiders. This was the first time I saw Zach Wilson under pressure be accurate, confident, and really cool. As Riv said, he was kind of relaxed for the first time. And the amount of back shoulder throws, the one to CJ Uzama in the end zone, the outs and the numbers throws, specifically the one that I know you guys love to Randall Cobb, where he's able to extend for the first down, that changed the entire dynamic of this game. Because Zach Wilson has not been really in the last two years. And we're looking at a quarterback that coming into this game, we've got Willie Gay. What do you see in this Jets offense? He laughs. He's like, they want to run the football. Joe Namath's calling him out. He goes, maybe if he sat behind Patrick Mahomes, you could fix him. I've never seen a quarterback torn apart 
as badly as Zach Wilson. I've never seen a quarterback given as many chances. And so it felt like this was, if any game, the last one you'd expect. The Chiefs have a good secondary. Their defense yet today did not really step up against this young quarterback. And I feel like this is the type of momentum the Jets are going to need moving on to, to week five here. Zach Wilson has been bruised. He's been battered within the media. And you had to wonder, when it, when are his chances going to run out? Is it against this Chiefs defense, which I was afraid of? There was a point in this game after Zach Wilson had found his rhythm. I was like, that's the second overall pick right there. That's why we drafted him <laughs> the second overall pick. There was a moment when the Chiefs got the ball. They had Mahomes, and I said, even if they score, we got Zach Wilson. Isn't it crazy how, how just time is a beautiful thing? Because this time last week, we got a spell of TikToks. I am done with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is not a starting quarterback in this league. But the beauty of being a Jets fan is that you have goldfish memory and you go off the last thing of what you see. And Zach Wilson, from what we saw tonight, looked pretty damn good for, for the expectations and what we've seen from Zach Wilson. Because expectations for Zach Wilson, the, the bar is very low. But he honestly shined tonight. He had moments where he shined. That throw to Conklin, the back shoulder, just no thought go went into that throw other than, oh, that's my read. This is my this is my throw. This is my decision. I'm making it. The throw was perfect. He had two of those throws on those drives. If he could just play with some confidence, maybe this Jets team can be more fun to watch. But I, I outside of just Zach. Let's also highlight Brees only getting six carries, but almost averaging 10 a carry. Can the Jets please, like enough of the handcuffs, let him go. Let him go. He's, I get it. Garrett Wilson is an unbelievable weapon, went for over 1,000 offensive rookie of the year. This is your best offensive player, in my opinion. He can do both at a very high level. But, of course, we're here to talk about Zach Wilson. We're here to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, who Mahomes, he, in that outside of that first quarter where it was 17-0, I'm sure that I'm not the only one that thought that Zach Wilson here in the booze would have gotten benched. But, again, what other option did the Jets have? Respect to Salo, showing resiliency, showing trust in Zach Wilson, keeping him out there, allowed, allowed Zach to show some things. But Mahomes, the defense, the pressure, Shout out to the Jets defense. We, we spoke about on the last podcast. This Jets defense needs to be the top three unit that we thought that they could be, arguably the best unit in the, in the National Football League. Tonight, they were excellent. They made Mahomes feel pressure. Mahomes made some Mahomes-esque plays. That's going to happen. Mahomes got away with some calls as well, maybe a hold. And, and that, that call with, with Sauce, I think, I think that it was a flag. I can understand where, you, where maybe – you're a Jets fan. It's a pick. You, you want you want the the guys to play. I thought it was illegal contact, but neither here nor there. The Jets the Jets looked good today, and that's a that's a solid takeaway. But a loss is a loss. It's uh, one of the first times in a while that you could say the passing game was so much more efficient than the run game. Because I look at Brees Hall, fifty six yards on six carries, but. He had one carry of 43 yards. The rest was five for, what, 13 yards. Dalvin Cook is might be the worst running back in football. He, <laughs> I mean, he he coming into the game, he was averaging two yards per carry. He's up to three points. I'll take him from like 40 to 34th after this week. I'll be honest. Michael Carter should be getting significant playing time over him. Bam Knight, who we ended up having to cut. He's I would better. have Bam Knight than Dalvin Cook right now. Damn. Dalvin Cook is he? a big name, 
he's a big name, but he's a player that right now, I mean, there's a reason why he was a free agent in July, in July and August. There's a reason why there weren't teams foaming at the mouth to try and go and get this guy. There was two or three teams that were looking at him, and it was mostly off of his name alone. Dalvin Cook right now is cooked. Um, no pun intended, but I would like to see Brees Hall get more, more opportunities in the past game, right? You only had four targets, like Drew mentioned. Garrett Wilson got his 14 targets. Once again, shouts to Nathaniel Hackett because it's nine catches for 60 yards. You're not always going to be able to beat defenses over the top, especially with, listen, Zach Wilson had a great game. Let's see if we can do this consistently. But just being able to get Garrett Wilson touches, being able to get him those 14 targets, because that's something that we've been missing for the first three weeks of the season. We're saying we have a guy that has a top 10 talent at wide receiver, and we're not getting him the ball. So shout to Hackett fixing that. The next step is now get Brees Hall more involved because he was, if he didn't trip over Conklin or Uzama, whoever's blocking downfield, he might have cribbed that 60, 70 yards. So he has the ability to, everyone on this team knows it, um, but I'm hoping now going forward that they're going to be able to, and this should open up things for the run game too, to be fair, right? Because especially last week we saw New England's going to put eight guys in the box. It's impossible no matter who you're you're running with. It's going to be very difficult to get you know explosive plays, pick up more than two, three yards of carry. If Zach Wilson's able to play like this, the running backs can feed off it. There should be holes there. Um, so you know going forward, if Zach Wilson's able to play like this, once again, we need to see it consistently but this is the highest you could possibly be on Zach Wilson over the last two years. I was hopeful. Sorry, John. I was hopeful that Dalvin cook was going to at least be a solid third down running back for the jets. Ezekiel Elliott is better than him. I watch Ezekiel Elliott run for the Patriots. He has significantly more burst and juice and can at least break out of tackles at a higher level. So what Dell's mentioned about Zach Wilson, the good thing is that the performance he showed, he, at least you know it's there. Like with some bad quarterbacks, they don't ever have good performances. So you can never hang your hat on what could be. I feel like we have talked about the Jets a lot, though. And I do want to give credit to the Chiefs because the Chiefs are a team that they know how to win in the ugliest ways. They're a team that is the best at winning in ugliest ways. Mahomes has two interceptions, doesn't have his best game. He still makes time the plays in the fourth quarter on the last drive of the game, I understand people will point to the holding call, but Mahomes rushing for 25 yards on a scramble. Mahomes on third down at the goal line, rushing for a first down, getting down. The discipline that this team plays with is better than any team in, in, in the league. They just understand situations. And the fact that they had the ball last with seven minutes left and we did not get it back. That's what great football teams do. They close out games, even if they don't have their best game. They understand how to move the chains. And even Pacheco, who had an awesome night, and he's one of my favorite running backs in the league, him getting down while he's getting first downs and not stepping out of bounds, that's just a heads-up play. And those are the little things that make a big difference. Can they give him the football more? Like Andy Reid, obviously, is the best quarterback arguably of all time. But Pacheco averages six yards a carry. Last year's rookie averaged five. And yet he only got 170 carries, about nine touches a game. If they continue to incorporate him as offense as that number two piece, it's only going to add more dimension, I think, down the field. Because this guy, maybe it's because New Jersey got to play today in the home crowd, but he's, to me, a top 15, top 20 running back in football. And he's going to fit in perfectly with the, the amount the of traveling awesome. Holmes has. He's that good. I really think with how hard he runs, man. And the acceleration, too. He's a big play machine. It's just tough to... Can, 
to just decide we're going to give Pacheco 15 to 20 carries every single game. We're going to fit that into the game plan when you do have Patrick Mahomes. And so uh, essentially to what you're saying, I agree with you. Pacheco is a, a great talent, but to continuously give uh, consistent reps to, to Pacheco in this offense, it's difficult. But when you find a game plan and you find a script that best fits Pacheco, I, I trust Andy Reid and company to, to ensure that they're making the right decision. The Bills beat the Dolphins 48-20 to 20 today. Josh Allen went nuclear. He went God mode. The Dolphins, the defense was bad. I didn't think Tua played very well, honestly, either, you know. Uh, Riv, what do you think about this game? Yeah, the yeah. Bills, Josh Allen, you're the only one to pick them at the table. How do you feel what, about this victory? First of all, this is what I really came up here for today. You know, I went home. <laughs> we was at, for one reason. We was at dinner. I was like, nah, Grim, I got to get home. I, I got to get on this episode tonight because it's just been a lot of disrespect on my boys, you know. My boy Dells, got to start with Dells. You know, Dells was just, you know, he was feeling the Dolphins offense. He didn't give too much disrespect. You know, he just picked Miami, thought the offense would be on fire. Joel, with him, I don't know. Maybe he did try to jinx him. Maybe he didn't. He said he didn't trust Josh Allen. That that hurt my soul. But the boy, the boy up at the top, man, my man Drew, man, he just assumed Miami. That's one thing about Josh and these boys is they haven't lost to Miami and Buffalo yet. And they, until somebody takes the crown for them, from them, they are still the leaders of that division. I feel like today's ass whipping was a product of, let me show you who's still the big brother in all this type of ass whipping. Like, it was really, really bad. But just to talk about the game for a little bit, the first first quarter was beautiful. Them team, Both teams was lighting shit up. You know, it was amazing. Josh mm -hmm. and them was, was, was scoring in a more methodical run, pass, run, pass. Two of them boys was fast, quick. Fast, quick, pass, pass, pass. A lot of trick action plays. It was nice to see. You know, Devin A. Chain, I told y'all about him, man. I slept on him, man. He's a dog. No and then, of course, that. you know, turnovers started to happen. And the Bills' defense, I don't think they played great today, but they made timely plays. You know, third down, they get a stop. Now you punt. Or it could be a fumble. Or it could have been an interception. Like, they just made so many timely plays. And in a game like this, with two of the best offenses in the league, you're not going to have many opportunities to stop either one. So you need those timely plays. And Miami's defense couldn't get that. I mean, they had, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Co Kohu, on Diggs for uh -huh. most of the night. And it was bad. I mean, he, it was food. he, he it was food. Diggs took advantage. You know, Gabe Davis got it going. You know, Diggs had the comeback route and then broke off two tackles, ran in it for a TD. Shout out to Latavius Murray. He was good this game. You know, they just had a collection of guys. You know, Dawson Knox, Kincaid. They all had their moment. And defensively, you know, even A.J. Espenza, like, he came through, had a deflection. Like, everybody on the Bills took this game personal. You know, there's been a lot of guys in the media talking about how the Dolphins are the best team in the division. Buffalo's going to regress. This, that, Like, it's just been a lot of talks. And I feel like the Bills coming into this game with their home, they took this game personal. And you you got to like what you want to see from this team. And Josh said it after the game. You know, we didn't play our, our best. And they feel like they can get another level. You know, Von Miller's expected to come back next week. And that's a big, big boost for this defense. And you just like what you see. You like when Josh plays turnover free. You know, he plays loose. He's electric like that. And you got to just be proud of what the Bills did. So shout out to them for this performance. Miami's defense does need help. This secondary is dog shit. You know, they didn't really get on the way, bro. They didn't get much pressure on Josh Allen at all that game. You know, Josh was pretty much either he had 35 seconds in the pocket or he was able to just find guys open. This secondary needs insane help, like insane. And I don't know if Ramsey 
is going to be the guy to completely just hold that because Gabe was open, Knox was open, Dick, like everybody was open. So they need to make a they need to make a trade or find something to fix that secondary because I don't think I think that's the thing that would hold Miami back from a championship or even AFC championship berth is the secondary. Uh, yeah, the defense has been terrible. Um, worst in success rate, second worst in passing success, third worst in rush EPA and success, number 21 in passing EPA, number 26 in EPA per play. The defense has been horrible. But let's give some credit where credit is due. Josh Allen, understanding that it is a division game. You're right, Riv. There's been some conversations, me being one of the leaders of them. The Dolphins, this is their year. This is their division. At home, they handle business. As someone who still feels very firmly that the Dolphins will win this division, you can still sit back and, and respect a division game, especially on the road. Josh Allen and company played a flawless game. 21 for 25, throwing for over 300 yards, four touchdowns. The most, One of the most efficient offensive performances that you could see from a team. They really they executed a perfect game plan. On top of where I did state some facts, this Dolphins unit is not great defensively by any means. Uh, offensively, Dolphins, oh, excuse me, defensively for the Buffalo Bills, they were getting a, a great amount of pressure on Tua. That's that's the weakness of this offense, the offensive line. And up until this point, Tua has been able to, to, to make his quick reads, especially when he's feeling pressure and, and continuously move the ball downfield. He had one of the lowest sack rates in the National Football League. Today, he was sacked four times. The Buffalo Bills executed a great game game plan on the defensive side of the ball as well, making Tua feel the pressure, forcing him to to progress through his reads much faster than than he has early on in this season. Um, he had he had one ball that sailed on him, of course, that INT. It was a it was a solid read, not a great read. I knew because, of course, you look on the outside, you had Hill and you figured that Micah would play one of the two. Maybe he played a deep ball. So he's looking at the tight end. Kind of just sailed on Tua, and Micah was just there to make the easy pick. Definitely would have liked that throwback. But overall, again, I give credit where credit is due. The Bills executed at the highest of levels, and that's what it's going to take to 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 really lay a beat down against a team like the Miami Dolphins. They'll be back next week for sure. Uh, but regardless of that, again, credit where credit is due. Shout out to Pee Wee the Plug saying he's watching this in the Uber. <laughs> Shout the out to Pigasaw P. Get home safe, bro. Now listen, Drew. The Dolphins should bounce back next week. They got the New York Giants. I would hope they would bounce back next week. Oh, yeah, play the Giants next week? Oh, okay. I would hope they bounce back next week. I think this game, my major takeaway from it was there's just a separation between tiers when we talk about quarterbacks. Josh Allen, when he's at his best, is second to only Mahomes. Who has higher highs than Josh Allen when he's at his best? It's only Patrick Mahomes. And Tua, as great as he plays, the defense, the Bills defense did a great job disguising the pre-snap look, going into cover two, going into cover four on certain looks that the Dolphins would have. And I felt like in this game, a lot of the times when the Bills would take away the first option, Tua wouldn't have enough time to get it to a second option because pressure was getting in his face. And because of that, his throws were a bit rushed. But Josh Allen played a perfect game. And this is the type of Josh Allen that we know he can be on a weekly basis. But Josh Allen, his entire career has been a little bit inconsistent. But when the games matter the most, he's he's at his best. And I thought coming into this year, he was very underrated because people overblow the turnovers. There were narratives about him needing Brian Dable. Brian Dable was the reason for his regression. His turnover numbers with Brian Dable were the same 
as last year. So it was definitely not a Brian Dable. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a play style thing. Josh Allen is going to take shots. He's a gunslinger. He's the modern day Brett Favre, but obviously he has his own twist to that play style. There's just a different tier quarterback play. And I think we witnessed this now with just the off platform throws, Josh Allen being able to make anything happen on the field, the throws on the sidelines. He was perfect on those throws in this game. And when you have that type of arm talent, you can do those type of things at the quarterback position. And he's just such a joy to watch in the Bills. Listen, I know we wanted to crown the Jets in the offseason. I know after three weeks we wanted to crown the Dolphins in this division. But the Bills proved today this is still their division to lose. Until somebody comes and takes this division crown, it's still theirs, and they deserve their respect. That's well said. Go ahead, Dallas. No, go ahead, John. Go ahead. This Bills team has won 13 games in two of the last three years. And coming today, they got top two offense and top two defense. And the question was, when Brian Dable left, should Sean McDermott have been the one that been let go? When Leslie Frazier leaves, now we see McDermott dialing up his defense. And in the absence of Von Miller, I had a big question. Can you generate consistent pressure? The last two weeks, the Bills have gotten four sacks on Tua. First three games of the year, he was barely on the floor. He got hit more than Turk. Today, he gets hit nine times. Last week, they sacked Sam Howell nine times. So you see them getting this pressure with uh, Ed Oliver taking that huge step forward. Daquan Jones, who wasn't present when they got run all over versus the Bengals last year in the postseason. It's been one thing when the secondary has been hurt. You've seen it two stars today missing. It sucks that Tredavious White is out for the year. Now that's going to be a pretty huge blow. But when they are still getting that consistent pressure up front and the offense is taking care of the football, as you said, Joel, there may not be a more unstoppable team not named the Chiefs. Because the way they can complement one another with the way Josh Allen can reach a top-two quarterback level, you are right. He is criminally underrated because as a one-man offense, he's working with Stephon Diggs. Stephon says three touchdowns, and that play he had breaking a couple of tackles, and I think it was a comeback route with Sleek. Um, this team is just boring to people because of how consistent they've been over the last couple of years. But today was a statement. That Dolphin team came in looking to prove something, and the Bills beat him by 28 points, man. So that was a big-time day. Needle mover for sure. Um, I thought Miami was going to be able to come into Buffalo and be the Miami offense we've seen for the first three weeks of the season, really weeks one and three. Uh, the offense was up for some. First half was good. Um, I think on both sides, Miami first, I didn't have any hesitation. I had them as the number two team in the NFL. I thought they were right up there with, you know, Kansas City in terms of teams in the AFC. I even thought Buffalo could have been a tier down after the first three weeks of the season. That's wrong. Um, Miami, I think the biggest question going forward now is when they are going up against the top defense, when they're going up against, you know, some of the best quarterbacks in the league, what, what does this team look like? Um, we saw weeks one and week three against pretty bad defenses, the Chargers and the Broncos. They could be the best offense in the NFL. Tua could play at an MVP type level. Um, when they're going up against great defenses like New England, like Buffalo, it's not the same type of offense. I mean, Tyree Kill was limited to three receptions, five targets. Jalen Waddle, four receptions, five targets. Buffalo did a fantastic job of being able to at least limit these high-powered receivers. Braxton Berrios led the team with targets with six. So that tells you the type of opportunities that Tua was taking rather than having more down-the-field shots, especially Tyree Kill, who it feels like every time he touches the ball, it's a 50-yard gain. Limiting him to under 60 yards is one of the most impressive things we've seen all week. Um, so from Buffalo's side of things, this defense is for real. I think in previous seasons, especially last year, um, the defense, you look at the numbers, the totality, it's like, oh, they're, they're top five scoring, the yards, all of this. 
and then they go and play Cincinnati or they're in a high leverage situation and they come up short. This year, you're in your high leverage situation because the weeks two and three, they're playing the commanders, the Raiders. No one really cares that you're holding them to seven, ten points, whatever it is. This time, they had a chance to prove themselves like, no, this defense is for real a top unit in the NFL. And they shut down the number one offense in football. So that has to feel great if you're in Buffalo. And if you're Miami, obviously, you're, you're not sitting here pouting. You lost on the road. You're coming off a 50-point win. You have these super high emotions that you just put up 70 points, something we haven't seen in the NFL in decades. And now you're going to a super tough environment into Buffalo. Uh, they were they were underdogs. I know a lot of us picked them. Three out of four on the panel picked them when we did a you know shout to the Patreon. Go go join to see our picks. Um, but this is a this is a tough game for Miami. The next two weeks they'll bounce back. They have the Giants and I want to say the Panthers after that. Um, but then they have a three week stretch with the Eagles, Patriots, and Chiefs again. So these next two weeks, I'm sure Miami are going to win both of these games by 20 or 30 points. We'll probably hype them up again. But it's really going to be that three-week stretch after that, Philly Sunday night football, the Patriots again, and Kansas City, where we could see, okay, now go up against a great defense or go up against another great quarterback. And now we could see, are you a legit team in the AFC or are you just being up on bad opponents? That 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 game uh, with the Eagles, I'm a little scared because our secondary stinks. But um, I do think – Yeah, y'all let Sam Howell cook the shit out of you guys today. It's all about the W. Um, it's all about the W. Well said. Hey, nice. The, the commanders nice. are their kryptonite. To be Yo, fair, for, for some fucking weird reason. Hey, we needed commanders. a Sam Howell bounce back. That's all I really cared about. But it does suck that Tredavious White goes down right when Vaughn Miller is about to come back. You mm -hmm. know, you want to see Vaughn Miller and then White play your hide together on the field. And it sucks that you consistently can't get that for a season. You know, and I think last year when he went down, you know, the Bills did a good job of kind of disguising that they were, like, disguising him not being there, built up a good game plan. But, of course, in the playoffs, the Bengals game, it seems like that's the only game people remember when they bring up this Bills defense. But I think, you know, next week you get Vaughn back to get more pressure. They'll be okay in the secondary. You know, they always find a way to make it work. But a lot of these games this year, like, they play the Eagles. They play some tough teams. So it's going to it's gonna be for me. Miami and Buffalo for this division, back and forth, back. Like, I think the Jets can still make the playoffs, but for the division crown, it's going to be Miami and Buffalo. And I do think Josh, you know, as perfect as he was today, and Joel, you mentioned it, he can play like this every week. Like, he has that type of capability. He has that ability. It's just some days and some games he wants to do too much. He plays too much of the superhero role, and sometimes he doesn't need to. You know, trust your team, trust the game plan, trust Diggs, trust them boys. Like, today was a good day. You know, and now the, the running game wasn't great today, but you have James Cook in the backfield. Latavius Murray, you have that. He can give you some things in a couple plays. Like, you have these guys. Trust your team and trust the fact that the game plan is going to work if you just go through the motion. As long as Josh doesn't play superhero sometimes, like he did against the Jets. You know, the Jets game, if it wasn't for that Jets game, this team could be 4-0. He could very well be the MVP. But that Jets game, he tried to do too much, tried to play too much hairball in the game. You didn't need to do that, too. And now, you know, we're looking back, and it, it looks good for this Bills team. They got a couple games down the stretch that will really test this team out defensively. You know, but this is a great test, and they passed it perfectly. The great thing about the Bills is that they're not a man coverage heavy defense. So losing Trey White hurts just because he understands the defense. He understands – what zones he needs to cover, but the Bills defense, you can have success and it can still be great if one, they're generating pass rush consistently, and number two, if the defenders at least know where to be on defensive snaps. 
And I think that's what makes this loss because obviously Trey White is great when he's healthy, but that's what ma- that's what makes this loss a little bit less is the fact that you can still play great defense even if he's not out there because you're not a man coverage heavy team. To the point you talked about with the Dolphins, Dells, I think that's a knock about them. That's the knock. We know that they're going to blow out teams that aren't very good by a lot of points. But when it comes to the more difficult teams in the league, what version of them will show up? And to this point, we have evidence of this last year. They have not proven themselves on bigger stages yet. And we have to see that. Yeah, and they have to because Devon HN looks like a star right now. Right, he had he only had nine touches. I want to say he had a hundred yards rushing, um, receiving. He had three receptions, so you know eleven touches for twenty yards. His ability, he might be the best in terms of like as a rookie, two week, two three weeks into his career, he didn't play week one. Um, when it comes to start stop, like he does not decelerate. Like he's able to make cuts. He's able to go around when he's on a jet sweep and be able to just cut up field without losing any acceleration. It's, I mean, his speed, he was like a 4-2, 4-3 guy. Obviously, the Dolphins saw that and said, we need him because that's all we have on this offense, just guys that can run past you. Um, but it also shows that we talk about offense. You know, I have people when uh, we did the Would You Rather with Mike McDaniel, people were going crazy because I'm like, I'm taking Mike McDaniel over these historic Mike Tomlins and Bill Belichick's the defensive-minded guys um, because I think offense is more important right now in today's game. But just because offense is more important doesn't mean that your defense can be terrible. Miami's offense cannot outscore everybody. You cannot go into the playoffs going up against Kansas City, Buffalo. Um, Cincinnati's kind of off the rails right now, but the way Lamar is looking in Baltimore, Baltimore, you cannot go into these games and just saying every single week of the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, we're just going to put up 40 or 50 because it's bound to happen, whether it's two or throwing interception, whether it's you fumbling the ball, whether it's you're getting pressure on two and he's not able to make those quick reads. You're not going to be able to consistently put up 40 and 50 point seasons. People always say offense wins games, defense wins championships. I think it's overrated to a degree, but you need your defense to be respectable. You can't have it being a bottom five unit in the league. It does not matter if you're going to have the MVP on your team. If Josh Allen, these bills are putting up 48 points, you're not going to be able to beat them. I don't care how good two is. I don't care if Tyree kill has 200 yards. You're not going to be able to beat great teams consistently like that. And we're seeing that defense get exposed across the NFL too. It's it's not just with the Dolphins trying to implement a Fangio. It's all of these Fangio protégés are trying to implement it, and they really haven't been able to. Um, last year, um, the Dolphins beat the Bills, and they also beat the Ravens. They've been some yeah. pretty good teams. I'm and just going to say that. They almost they have a negative the record against those pick and no, that game, it was 5,000 degrees that game, and they had no shade. Okay, and it was very, very cold in Buffalo. That's football. Right? We, that's okay. actually football. Playoff team, football though, They're a drive oh away with Skylar Thompson. No, because you know what's funny about that? Because you brought up last year, yet you said the Miami Dolphins are a different team this year. And their uh-huh. first test, they got their ass whipped I'm answering, in Buffalo. I'm answering Joel. Um, their first test defensively was Bill Belichick on the road. No, no, no the first it, test is a real team. And the, that wasn't a the Patriots great aren't a real test. Was all right. Offensively, they're not that good. They cruise like... to the win. Because the Patriots couldn't score. That's a them problem. I know, but it wasn't a, a great showing from their offense. That's not I don't I think mean, they're gonna Raheem Mostert was fantastic. They just Ultimately, took away their deep shots and they didn't play into their hand. The one time they did, that was the mistake of the game. I got homework for everybody in the live, and you included Mr. Velez. 
Tua stats versus top 10 defenses, then come back to the show, read them to me. That's you know, it. Joel, I'm just going to beg you. I'm begging <laughs> you to just please either be a dickhead towards Tua or just let it go. It's one of the – I want you to go all in on one. I don't I, think I spoke – I misspoke. It, no, no, the no. Dolphins listen, have to prove no, themselves? I just don't yeah. – know. listen, I just don't want the, the half-assed uh, – I don't like him – but the other half asked, ah, he's played well. Let me let me be quiet. I want you to just be one or the other. Just I rather that personally, because again, plays- I've been giving you praise I've, uh, all season long so far. I said, Joel, you've really been making me making me proud. I've been very happy with you. You've given nothing but respect to Tua. It's been amazing. But now the first time we're even still, this isn't even a a major hiccup because seven points were taken off this board as well that we didn't talk about. So twenty eight points. Like it's a different story. No, for sure. The defense <laughs> was, was making such abysmal. a huge difference. The, it was hey, going to win the talk, game. We're talking about Tua. One. We're talking about Tua as opposed to the entire team of the Dolphins, where we already acknowledged the Dolphins' defense is not it right now. They have to get better, and who knows if it can. But strictly talking about Tua and the offensive performance, Tua had one miscue today and a lot of pressure. And even still, listen, this isn't his best game by any means. One? We can't look at this one. You thought this was a good game by the offense? No, not at all. Not That's at all. all I'm saying. That's all well, I'm saying. They scored 14 in the first quarter. For sure, man. The offense was really gelling very early on. Then they got a ton of pressure on Tua. Again, accelerated the, the offense, and they they really couldn't slow down at that point. And then on the opposite side, the defense couldn't get a stop. Why am, I, why are... am I gonna talk shit about the Dolphins and Tua after they score 70? My bad. I just again My I need bad. I need Holy one or the shit. other. I need one or the other. That's it. Don't this have that. This not good, bro. This game nah, was not good. It wasn't and they got to prove themselves. That's but how it. do they? How do they get better? Like their defense is just not going to magically get yeah, better. Offensively, they just have to. Again, that's the unfortunate part of the Dolphins, right? That's what Joel was alluding to. I apologize. I just popped my mic. Joel was alluding to this. It's it's going to have to be the Dolphins putting up thirty points every single game to be in these games with these high level teams like the Chiefs, like the Bills, like the Eagles. And again, that's fine. But it, it gets to a point where sometimes you're just not going to outscore a team if they're putting up 40 points on you. Yes, this offense is great. It's an amazing elite unit. But again, there's going to come times where you need the defense to step up. So far this season, like you used to, to describe the Bills today, Dolphins have made timely plays. But then they're going to have days like today where they get absolutely fried because they just don't have that personnel yet. You Dolphins can't have a terrible have defense. You can't have a terrible offense. The Bengals had both today. Ooh. They lost 27 to 3. Jamar Chase came out in an presser and he said that I'm always open. I'm always effing open. <laughs> he was spitting. He, he was spitting. He got nine he, targets today. It just he, seemed he unnecessary. That shit got, seemed unnecessary. He got nine targets today. The question that was asked was are our defense is doing anything differently for you to, you know, to disrupt your timing? And he just said, I'm always open. That's a wide receiver answer. I don't expect anything less from him all wide receivers will always say they're open Yo, joel what do you, do you remember when uh another guy you know named joel moran went up on pick a side and said four straight i don't I, do you remember do that straight. to him don't do that to him two more. all right listen we, he's already more. going through a tough no, yeah, four, no four o's done it's done he, he said hey, listen, three out of now four o's done we can still shoot for three and one so now we're <laughs> on to the next thing that's it well, when it comes, I don't, know, I don't think this quote was a shot at Joe Burrow. I think this was just Jamar Chase saying he's always open. And I think if you would ask Joe Burrow, listen, Jamar Chase said this, that he's always open. Joe Burrow would say, 
He's one of those guys that even when he's covered, he's still open. He's right. That's Jamar Chase because that's how great he is. The Bengals often still can't get anything going. The first drive of the game was very good. It ended up being a field goal. They couldn't punch it into the end zone. But then after that, just drives that stall out. They were two for nine on third down. The rushing attack is efficient only when it's feeding off of the passing game. And right now, I think Joe Burrow is hurting this offense because he cannot create plays out of structure. I think it's just a wake-up call to all of us that in the modern-day NFL, you need a quarterback that can create out of structure. And an example of that is the Buccaneers of this year versus last year. Tom Brady can win in a certain way when he has a bunch of time in the pocket and he can go through his reads. The Buccaneers offensive line didn't give him time to do that. This year, it's a similar unit, but Baker Mayfield at least offers a little bit more athleticism so he can make off-structure plays occasionally, at least more than Brady can. And with Burrow not being able to skip the pocket, it's hurting this offense a lot. I think they should seriously consider not having Burrow play for a game just to make sure he he heals that calf as soon as possible because him being out there is is not helping this team win. And the defense got torched by Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill was making great plays off of play action. Just overall, it wasn't a good game for the Bengals. You no, know, it's, it's time. Am... It's time. Go ahead, Drew. I apologize, Joel. Wait, Drew. Um, Drew, hold, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be a dick. I'm so sorry. Yo, this this man said they're gonna win 14 games. Injury. Brave, brave, brave. It is what it is. Sometimes you make some predictions. They're right. Oh, Sometimes you boy. make some predictions, and they're terribly wrong. It happens. We've hey, all been there. Listen, listen. That being don't, said, don't be a party I'm, pooper because your Miami Dolphins got your ass whipped. Don't be a party what? pooper. Don't ruin my mood here. I'm gonna I'm, throw my again. Joke. Like I don't like I said. Mood, like I said. Sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're terribly wrong. That being said, I'm a huge Joel V. Moran watcher on TikTok, and and I watch essentially every single one of your videos. Uh, the one that really stuck out to me, it was almost immediately after the game ended, uh, was talking about this is it. This is Joe Burrow's last pass. So you gave him a pass after week one. It was raining, sure. Uh, after week two, you lose that game as well. Ah, uh, we give him a pass on that one. Ah, uh, week three. Hey, you won the game, right? You weren't the reason that we won this game, <laughs> but you won the game. Jamar Chase was excellent. The defense was solid. Evan McPherson was unbelievable. It was reminiscent of something else that that's not coming to my mind right now. But week four, the game that we all came together, Joel and I in the fantasy reaction, this is our start of the week. T. Higgins, this is our start of the week. This offense needs to torch this secondary. That is arguably, in my opinion, the worst secondary in football. And you can't get anything going? Joe Burrow, this is the number two quarterback in a lot of people's eyes, not just Mr. Moran's. The number two quarterback in the National Football League, and the offense is slacking. Now, I've been here, and I've given – some slack to Joe Burrow. He's injured. A big part of his game is getting outside the pocket, extending plays and making big plays happen in that regard. Now I'm here with you, Riv. Now see Riv, you, you like to jump the gun. You think I'm not with you, bro. Cause you take too long, we, man. We, we hear, Hey, doing... that's what it's about building suspense. <laughs> You'll learn it, that man. one day. Here we are. Now we're going to go into week five and here we are. Now there's no more passes. Joe Burrow, he's got to get it together. Now, what happens next week, Joel? If he comes out and, and the Bengals continue to lay a dud, not just offensively, but defensively, 
Uh, are we here having conversations about Joe Burrow or are we going to continue to give him a pass because of his calf? Because I'm willing to keep doing it until we see him 100% healthy. But if you're not going to give him a pass, then, hey, I won't give him a pass either. Well, they face the Cardinals next week. That's that's not an easy opponent. The Cardinals make things tough. <laughs> it's really not an easy opponent. That being said, Steven, the Bengals, this is why you got to build suspense. The Bengals should win, though. So the Bengals should win against them. Burrow is a talking point of everything Bengals because he just got paid the high, the, the biggest quarterback contract in NFL history. But you need a team to be successful. And while I didn't think Joe Burrow was his best, he hasn't been his best the last two weeks. The NFL average for pass block win rate this year is 56%. The Bengals today versus the Titans in the first half, they were at 22%. They finished at 32% for the day, which means they were getting pressure on Joe Burrow all day long. When it comes to this, to a secondary, a secondary, of course, you have to have good players to be able to cover, but secondary stats are very reliant on pass rush stats. If you cannot get home, even a great secondary is going to look bad. If you can get home and win at the rate the Titans won today, your secondary will look great because the quarterback does not have time to make any reads. The difference, though, in the in years past is that Joe Burrow, when he's gotten pressure at, pressured at this insane rate, he can roll out and make plays. But now he's restricted to really just staying in the pocket and not doing anything because he doesn't trust his calf. I'm still not giving him a pass. This was the last pass I'm going to give him because he just got paid big time money. He has to play better. And he at least has to be a reason the offense elevates. But with that being said, I think the experiment the Bengals have had on this offensive line has failed miserably. Last offseason, they signed Lyle Collins. That was a bust. Alex Kappa and Ted Carls were really good signings, but they have been unable to get this tackle position right, whether it's been Lyle Collins. Jonah Williams was a top draft pick. They signed Orlando Brown Jr. He he doesn't look good. He's not a good player. He's, he's an, a below-average tackle. They have not been able to figure the tackle spot, and I think that's what's hurting this team. But... Joe Burrow has to no doubt about it play better. And the Titans, their their defensive line is one of the better ones in the league, man. They get after it. They got multiple players on that end that can get Absolutely. after it. But when you face a team like the Cleveland Browns who have a great offensive line, you're not going to get home as often as you would against the Bengals. <laughs> there you go, Rip. Um, this is this is, in my opinion, the worst offense in football. It's not even opinion, it's a fact. They have <laughs> they have they have three they have three touchdowns. We're four games in, they have three worst offensive the touchdowns. They're averaging, they're averaging 12 points per game. Now, listen, if the Giants put up zero tomorrow, maybe their average will drop from 14 I'm gonna to be you there. Know, 11 or I'm gonna some be shit. in the building. They're gonna show um, out for me. Shout out, shout out to wait, the Giants. Wait, wait they play Seattle. the Seahawks. Seattle. Good, game. Um, Good game. But right now, this is the worst offense in football. I mean, th there's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to, like, have even a positive spin on it. If Joe Burrow, if this is what Joe Burrow's got to be, he has to have the self-awareness to take him out of the game. I mean, you can't you can't be the worst offense in football. Not with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. You can't be the worst offense in football. You T. Could Higgins is out take now. a step back. T. Higgins is hurt now. So, And it sounds like this is an injury that could potentially – he could be out for multiple weeks. This isn't just something he could pop uh, pop right back into next week and, and all is good. Um, 
But right now, this offense is it's hard to watch. And you saw it week one when everything was checkdowns and screens and just everything short, nothing really beyond the first down marker. And Joel came up here and said, nah, it was just first half. Second half was a lot better. This and that. I'm like, bro, I'm watching this game. This was ugly. Saw the same shit week two. Week three was a lot of the same stuff. You saw it was a little bit more efficient. They were able to pick up first downs. They end up getting the win against the Rams. But overall, if Joe Burrow is not able to move, this offensive line is struggling. Don't get me wrong. It's not just on Burrow. This offensive line, especially this game against the Titans, was terrible. So you could not have a mix of a bad offensive line and an immobile quarterback. That's a recipe for disaster. So if Joe Burrow, this is what he's going to look like. If his limitation is going to be this severe that he really cannot roll out of the pocket at all, it's time to get out the game. Whether he does it, whether Jamar Chase comes up to him, whether it's Zach Taylor, someone has to step in and be like, yo, we have a bye week coming up in a couple of weeks. Worst case scenario, we fall to one and five, one and six. If you're 100% healthy, we're still good enough to run this table and win 10 games, but we need you healthy. They can't go out here every single week and put Joe Burrow out to the Wolves, just let him get hunted. He's going to get destroyed. This offense is going to continue to struggle. We're talking about Tennessee, who just let Deshaun Watson have the best game of his Browns career by far, completing over 70% of his passes and nearly 300 yards. And Joe Burrow's out here, can't do shit against them. Jamar Chase has seven for 70 yards and it is in the press game in the post game press conference saying I'm open all the time <laughs> right now. It's really ugly in Cincinnati. I think the best case or the best thing for them is probably to sit down Joe Burrow unless he's able to make a miraculous recovery in this next week, because until he's at least 70, 75% of what he was, he's a negative to this offense. And you're also risking him for injury. Yeah, yeah um, Jake Browning out there. He's better than Joe Burrow at this point. You're cooking a picture. Man. Joe Burrow completed one pass today over 10 yards. You look at this offense. Tennessee has 170 <laughs> rushing yards. Tennessee last week had 20 from Derrick Henry versus the Browns. This week, they're the third team this year to have 170 yards. I wish this was not a true stat, but it is against the Bengals. 170 is a lot. The Bengals are less than 100. <laughs> The Bengals in those games, unsurprisingly, are 0-3. And this is the most adversely this team has faced so far since Joe Burrow's rookie year. Last year, start 2-2. and The year before, 3-1. and You look at this team, and you don't have that running game in Carolina right now. But Joe Burrow, you say this is his last pass, but let's be honest. He really shouldn't be out there. He has no leg drive whatsoever. So you're seeing him throw down the field, and there's no level of power. He can't evade pressure. The offensive line won't help. And T. Higgins fracturing his ribs makes all of this only worse. This is where a head coach and Zach Taylor has to prove himself. He went to the Super Bowl in Joe Burrow's first healthy year. But when he's injured and you don't have the reliable running game, what do you make out of it? Last year we saw them improve. I think they kind of shifted their, their emphasis in the second half of the year. And a lot of that was getting Burrow back on track. But right here, I think this is the Bengals' most likely chance of missing the playoffs in this AFC North. You've got John, let me ask you a question, bro. Are you ready to put a cap on, on this Bengals season? Shut the shit down? We're here for 2024? No. no. This, I shit is, this shit is over. This their, defense is, <laughs> their defense is still top 10. But when their offense can't stay on the fields. Top 10? Yeah. 
Top 10 defense when the offense is violated. Yo, Tennessee. The truth is is that you can never count on a team that has Joe Burrow. Oh, God. Cut the shit. That's the truth of it. As long as they got Joe Burrow, they got a chance every single week. Actually, you know what, Joel? You're back, and I respect that. And and and, and if and Riv, if you want to talk all that shit, talk all that shit and pick against the Bengals like you did when when we had the Rams Monday night game and the Bengals whooped their ass. You picked the Bengals in this game. You ain't pick, you, you ain't pick the Titans. You ain't pick the Titans, Riff. You <laughs> picked the Bengals. You know why I didn't pick the Titans? Because I didn't think they were capable of scoring 27 points. That's <laughs> that's why I didn't pick. Uh, yo, bro, let me explain something to you, man. You know, we laugh at Joe Burrow and the Bengals. First of all, Hope Joe Burrow gets healthy. Get you well know? soon. T. Higgins, get, get, get well soon. Get well, get, get well, T. Higgins, and get well, Joe Burrow. Because I feel like at some point you have to have an accountability issue. Like, I'm not doing this team any good being out there with one leg. You know what I'm saying? I should probably sit down, get rested. You know, but they need to win these games. You know, this is a tough division. You know, you got to get these wins. This team without Joe Burrow probably looks insane. Now you lost T. Higgins. It's going to make it even harder for you to be out there with one leg without one of your best receivers. Also, to note, T. Higgins wants money. He has not played good at all this year before that injury. Future that's all, that's, that's uh, also a bad thing. The offensive line is not good. You mentioned the defense is top 10. I haven't seen top 10 all year, so I don't know. Maybe they get back I to that. Against the Rams. Oh, I mean, against, against the Rams. And against cool. the Ravens, too. They did ah, they, they were all right against the Ravens. They won nothing fancy, and then they just let the Titans score. Like Derrick Henry had his best game of the year against the against the Bengals. Like he was great. Things back, boy. And he's been, you know, you've been waiting for that Derrick Henry jump soon because you know you don't want to see a king like a guy like that start declining because Derrick Henry's so fun to watch. But um, this Bengals team, man, is it goes as far like most teams go as far as their star quarterback. It just is what it is. Mahomes. Josh Allen, Lamar, like you lose one of those guys, more than likely you're not going to win games. So even if Joe Burrow sits out, I don't trust Jake Browning to go in there. And now T. Higgins is out. I don't trust Jake Browning to go in there and win these games. Like this team just lost to the Titans. This team is not that good. They scratched and clawed and begged for a win against the Rams. You know, this team, the, the Cardinals, you mentioned it. They're this competitive team. That's not a game that you can comfortably say they'll win that game. That's, I don't, don't that want to pick this, that game. I'm this, just this, sick this picking that game. Like, like, and if Jake, if Jake Browning comes in, that's definitely a game where you're thinking, Yo, they fuck around not win that game. So, like, I don't know if this is a team you can say, oh, if Joe Burrow comes back, they're 1-6, they can run the tape. Like, I don't know at this point. Like, the AFC is so tough, and it's so challenging every game. Every week is a fight. I don't know if you can comfortably say that at this moment. I think – I think the Bengals might be done for this year, bro. I'm sorry. It might be I feel over. comfortable if the Bengals if, if they're three and three at the bye, I feel comfortable. If they're two and four, then you panic. But if they're three and three at the bye, you give Burrow a week of rest. I feel comfortable. What are they? One and three. three, right three, now? One, three. One and three. So the next tour must win for them. And then what is it? Cardinals, Cardinals and who? Seahawks. Oh, okay. Okay. Two more House things. On the Seahawks. This is probably their last year at T. Higgins. And Joe Burrow's last year in the rookie deal. So to say, oh, moving on to next year, like, no, this is like one of their prime years to win a Super Bowl at Joe Burrow. What's more, I said their defense is top 10. Y'all are like, are you stupid? They didn't play calling you stupid. Come no, on. We're not Don't calling you stupid, John. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, it's what I would call hyperbole. <laughs> it's a great word to use in the show. Hi. They, they were missing Cam Taylor Britt today and Akeem Davis. I look at what they have been last year. They were a top 10 defense. And it's only because the offense is not staying in the field right now. We're seeing my Steelers, Dallas. You said this could be in contention, the worst offense in the NFL. 
The Steelers earned that crown, I think. With many shitty offenses is that they then cost your defense because your defense can't get a break. And so with the Cincinnati team, I'm not overly worried. But in this AFC, I am worried. So, John, question. When do you ever – when do you, when do you decide to get worried? Like, if they lose this week to the Cardinals, do you start panicking? Oh, no shit, yeah. If you start if one and four of the year, it's cake. It's yeah. rat packing in. But here's the big thing now. The Ravens are three and one. In this division, it's always decided the last two weeks of the year. Always. And so if the if the Bengals can hover around six and seven, seven and seven by midseason, and the Ravens maybe have a couple of injuries, that happens. It's unfortunately, a theme with them. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can count them out until those last couple of weeks, unless they're three games under 500 in October. Then I think they lose is. seven games, they're not making the playoffs. Because now you're relying on tiebreakers and they haven't done well against the AFC. You lose seven games, you're not making the playoffs. They're they have to yeah. run the table after the bye week. They're That's 0-2 how in their they division. They're zero two in the division they got, already. They got the Niners and Bills, right? Is that the two yeah? Games those after? are two games that are they important. haven't beat. Have they beaten the AFC team yet? No, they only beat no, the Rams. They only beat yeah, the Rams. They've lost yeah. twice in the division. They've lost to the. T- they have not won a AFC. Oh God, yeah, um, buddy. So if you're talking about them being ten and seven at the end of the year, or the Titans, you know, who knows if they're ten and seven. They get the tiebreaker and they get the, they make plus. I mean, they could. The, the AFC South looks pretty competitive right now. It really the Texans won. CJ Shroud did his thing. You know what I'm saying? CJ Shroud. AFC South division, honestly. CJ Shroud, AR. Listen, Yo, question, I don't want to. Question now that I'm actually thinking about it. Anyone here pick the Texans to upset the, the Steelers? That was a youth thing, gang member. That was did a youth anyone, Did anyone here also pick the Colts? They lose. didn't win. I, did, who picked the Colts to lose? He picked the Rams. He picked the Rams. Ah, fuck me. I thought that was that was in jump. Oh, he picked Drew, the Drew ah, the only, he picked Judah. He Judah left only me, one that won a piece of candy for every pick him he win. Ooh. Hey, hey, when, when wait, I'm hold, here wait, alone, wait, Drew, Drew, when I'm here alone, Drew. I'm a definitely I'm gonna give myself my flowers. If this is what we're doing, Drew, who told y'all put the house on fields having a great day today? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm here for that hey, too. Man, listen, listen to who, the who said reaction. the Bills is gonna win? You did it. You that no, that was you. God. Yeah, he already gave himself the flowers for that. Come on, Joel. We, we, catch up. And one more, of course. Who told y'all CJ Stroud was QP one? I'm trying to tell y'all. That's yo, trust like the when you got aura, bro. He has he has bottom he has top five aura, bro. <laughs> I yeah. understood. We gotta, we gotta start was. scouting off aura, period. I'm not looking at no tape, bro. I'm looking at your fits, I'm looking at your highlights, and that's how I'm gonna rank. Honestly, if you, when he was doing that, Jalen Hurts would have went number one in his draft. <laughs> Kid you not. Straight you know, I want to save this for the podcast that we do on Tuesday. I want to have a Bryce Young topic, but sneak peek, that wasn't the correct pick at one. Ooh. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, four reasons. Who would you have picked? You, you're, yeah. you're allegedly now, yeah. you're both guys. Yeah, so who would you have picked? I would have picked CJ Stroud at one just because I thought he was more polished than AR, but AR was my quarterback one because of the physical and athletic tools. But Stroud and him were right there. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of Bryce Young. I wasn't. And now we've seen the limitations. It's up to you guys. What do you want to do? Do you want to do a would you rather on Lamar Jackson or a would you rather on Isaiah Pacheco? Oh, let's do it on. I'd rather do it on Lamar. Way, way cooler. But you know what? For vibes, because Pacheco just had a great game. Let's do Pacheco. How about we do both? It's a lot. Or or they come back for the real episode and we'll do the other one. Tuesday, we'll do Lamar. We'll be in the studio. Right now, we'll do the Pacheco one. Let's do it, man. 
Would you rather Isaiah? Wait, Before you start, I, I apologize. John, I have that shirt, but I can't find it. Did you take it from me? Yes. <laughs> this yeah, shirt I right here? I, just, I think Joel bought that. No, somebody bought that shirt for me. For like my birthday. Is it? it did you I got take it from my cousin. Oh, okay. So, Who's your cousin? Not. Did he snatch it from you from Vegas, bro? No, I didn't. I, I lost mm-hmm. it way before Vegas. Mm, okay. When you lose it, dude? I don't remember, but who's your cousin? All right. He's PA. What are we doing here? Bro? Right. Here we you okay, don't know him, Riff. I haven't seen that shirt in so long, bro, man. I'm telling you. Riff asking if, if, if he, who's your cousin, like you know him. Could have been somebody. John's going to say a name and be like, I have no idea who that is. It's just, you know, all right, we're here. Would you rather Pacheco? Would you rather Isaiah Pacheco edition? I'm gonna mainly compare him to the players that were in his draft class because we know he was the last running back drafted. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Brees. Gotta go with Brees, man. Brees Hall. James Cook. I'm, I'm going, going with James. Cook. I'm going Cook. As a receiving back, yeah, I consider that. I think I would go James Cook here, but depends on what you're valuing. I'm going Isaiah Pacheco here. Damian Pierce. Pacheco. I like Pacheco here. Pierce was thumping on the Steelers. Pierce, go Pierce has looked solid these last two weeks, though. It's right. just unfortunate the Texans don't trust him. And for that, an opportunity. They're O-line, too. Just Dude, they're missing like fit. seven offensive linemen and still throttling the Jaguars and Steelers. That's close. There are just one such different offenses, too, because you have Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Shroud's doing his thing. Don't get me wrong. Um... I think I slightly lean Pierce, though. Stroud better. Pierce is a harder runner, but I think Pacheco is a hard runner, and he has significantly more burst. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pacheco here. Rashad White. Pacheco. Oh, Pacheco. Pacheco. Rashad White's bad. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, no, he's in a terrible situation. Horrendous situation. Hey, they winning. I'm they going with Pacheco too. Najee Harris. Oh God, Pacheco. Pacheco. Najee Harris might be the slowest running back I've ever seen in my life. I'll be Najee honest, looked good shit. today. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he played one of his best games as a Steeler. Exactly breaking tackles. Average five carry. Yeah. Respect him. It breaks my heart, actually, that Najee Harris is uh, getting the heat that he's getting. He doesn't have burst. It's a shame. Uh, I'm going to take Najee on this one still, though. I got Pacheco here. I would rather Isaiah Pacheco with that athleticism. And he's better after contact. He truly is. Brian Robinson. Ooh, he just Brian Robinson's look great this year. I'll go Brian he Robinson. Look good. I oh, fade towards this today. He has some timely plays, man. I might go Brian. Oh, just fear. Yeah, I'm going Brian. I've seen enough. Man, this is close. I love Brian Robinson. I think he is in a similar mode to Damian Pierce, who he runs hard, but he has more burst. And you could see how he's really healed up from his injury last year after getting shot, unfortunately. I'm gonna go with Brian Robinson here. That's my guy. I'm gonna lean Damn. Robinson too. This one's tough as hell. He's had some great games. Fumbled at the one yard line today. Still was able to get into the end zone. That was so had crazy. Facts. Um, mm, I'm gonna take B Rob, but Pacheco definitely could catch up to him. Kenneth Walker. Ken Walker. Kenneth Walker. K nine. Kenneth. I'm gonna go with Kenneth Walker. It's I was going to say, bro, bro you really... He's, he's that guy. He's that it's guy. The funny, the funny thing about it is how different of last season the conversations around Ken Walker's name are to now. And not just Joel, of course. I looked at the mostly efficiency Joel. numbers. I looked at the efficiency numbers. They were not good outside of his big blow-up plays. That's really it. 
was a stat guy. Travis Etienne. Travis. I'll go Etienne. I'll go Etienne as well. Very efficient. I don't think this is far off. I would lean Etienne, but I think Pacheco can break more tackles than him and has similar bursts and elusiveness. Etienne can really go. He has wheels, but Pacheco is right up there, man. I think I'm going Pacheco. I've been underwhelmed with Etienne as a, as a receiving threat. And that was supposed to be a bigger part of it. They got to get him the fucking rock. That's not his fault. They need to pass it to him. Yeah. The last one, the last one for vibes, DeAndre Swift. We hear Nels, we hear right? Swift. Swift, I'm going with Pacheco. Pacheco is better. You don't like winners. I get it. You know, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl. You're damn right they did. I hate that for myself. And Pacheco had a great Super Bowl game. He, he, he was great. We, we had Pacheco. Swift, we had Swift last year. We would have won. That's a Rutgers legend, baby. You better respect that is him. A, that is a Rutgers legend. He's playing at home in MetLife, did his thing. Couldn't stop fucking Somebody up. said no Kyron Williams. Was he in the draft too? Really? Well, he might have been. Two, take, two years ago, right? Like, do we want yeah. to include him so yeah, we can all say Pacheco just out of yeah. respect? Kyron's doing his thing. He Kyron has. He got drafted game. over Pacheco. Sure. We can do Kyron Williams. Pacheco. I'm going I, I don't Pacheco. think I don't think Kyron's that elite of a rusher. Uh had a solid performance against the Colts. Regardless, I still feel that he's not that great of a rusher. I'm going Pacheco. I'll go Pacheco too. Me as well. Kyron really got slept on though during the draft process. He was at, coming out of Notre Dame. The size and him as a runner was never going to translate, but he was always somebody that could block and that could catch passes, and he was slow, but he's found a role with the Rams. He's good. I, Yo, I, I like pray that. that Matthew Stafford's all right, bro. That shit got me fucked up. What's his injury? His ribs and his hip. Something's going on. So read his super chats, and then we'll get out of here. Santo donated $2. No comment <laughs> oh. on this one. Santos also, he also donated on the last stream that Joel and I did. Just want to give him that love. Appreciate Shout out you. to Santos. Trevor Moore goes. Dells, talk about the Celtics getting Drew. I know you're going crazy. Bro, I'll I be was... honest. I saw that news. It broke me. <laughs> I was hype. Bro, I heard the news. I was listening. I was just at ESPN on before the game started, and I hear, oh, a Woj bomb. Drew Holiday just got traded. Bro, I jump off my bed. I'm looking for my phone. I can't find it. I see we get him. Then the next one I see. Rob Williams, I was like, no. It broke me mentally, I'll be honest. The Celtics traded in Grant Williams, I don't Rob Will, Marcus champion, Smart, and uh, who is the other player? I'm missing somebody. No, 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 no. They didn't trade him. They didn't trade him. Oh, Malcolm Brogdon. Hey, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Will, Rob Will, and Marcus Smart for Drew Holiday and Porzingis. Pick, I know. Can you stop? Oh, you guys, you guys can do whatever you want now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you traded the money. All this to beat the Lakers. Puka Nakua. <laughs> Puka him. legend. He's First insane. ballad Hall of Fame. His nice hair. He's he great. He's awesome. I got him. Shout out to Maui Tron. I got him in three of my fantasy leagues. I put the house on him when I bit. Let me for ask him. you: Did you did you beat me in fantasy? I'm looking at it right now. I did indeed beat you. One thirty nine to eighty seven. Never forget, no. I picked. Uh, never forget, I picked CJ Stroud. Geno Smith still has to play though for you. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm, get, I'm getting fried. Dude, I got my bench. Baker Mayfield, I benched him. I benched Kyron. I benched Christian Kirk. Man, I benched Who you some bench good Kyron players. for Aaron Jones. Okay. Yeah. 
Come on, Dells. I ain't no fucking casual. <laughs> Kyron's been insane. So you, I was he has. great. Joshua Uzodiki. Should I trade Puka when Kill Cup that. comes back? No. No, 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 no. Unless you're getting like AJ Brown or some shit. Like if you're getting if you're getting like a solidified top seven guy, okay. But like Bro, I'm not trading you, him for like would you give me AJ Brown for Puka? Not chance Gustin. All right, man. That's gonna do it for week four reaction. We're doing these every Sunday. Glad that Riv could, could join us on this show, you know. Hasn't yes, been sir, Riv, happy, happy you're here, man. Riv, we love Yo, you. Um, before this, we isn't go, a, this isn't a 17 week thing. I'll let you know this right now. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't, you know, you got John here. Bro said, my... He said, he said, when the Bills have a great game, when Tua struggles, he said, when my agendas are thriving, I'll be up. No, there. today was great. Like CJ Fields had a good Eagles day. Bills, yeah, Eagles, when I had to, Dave you know, did show thing. My AJ did his thing. I can't believe it, Riv. You really ride for CJ, but didn't pick the Texans to upset. I thought I mean, you did. No, I picked. I thought like TJ Watt and like they're scary as fuck. So I thought you know they rattle him. And CJ scary as fuck too. Now his aura is just like these lights I got on. That's like it's really different. He has. Santo said, "Riv, your package is coming on the 11th too." Mm. And hey, before we go, Riv, what's package, the date? Riv, what's the date? Oh, it's October. It's coming it's soon. Not, what's coming? What's coming October? Riv Academy, man. Okay. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you what, Joel. Joel just did right you dirty. No, I, I, I did. He I told just October. Did you dirty. Yeah, you told us all October. Listen, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. Thirty days. <laughs> That's just gonna let's see. Let's see if that happens. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the channel. Also, Patreon, we're almost at 300. Once we get to 300, Dells is wearing a do-rag. We are this close. I think 15 members away. You guys get to 300, it'll put a smile on our faces. It'll put a do-rag on Dells' head. Thank you for watching the live stream at night. We'll see you guys next time.